Hello everyone, welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kyle and I talk about how you can start, run and sell a bootstrap business. Let's get started. This week, I want to talk about a critical decision in the life of my new SaaS project PermanentLink. I've been doing some research on competitors and competitive alternatives this week, and I looked into link forwarders and link shorteners and link branding services, pretty much anything that could technically compete with my core product, which is itself a branded link forwarding tool. And at the same time, I had several conversations with other founders on Twitter and through other channels. I heard two suggestions multiple times, and one of them was adding a free tier And the second one was adding upsells through advertisements through delayed forwarding. I'm going to explain this in a second, but I just want to talk about these two things because I also found those features in my competitive alternatives quite a bit. And honestly, I don't really know how to feel about this. So today I think I'm going to share with you my approach to figuring out if I want to do this or not. So let's get started with the quick rundown of both features and how they intersect and what difference they would make for permanent link. For the free tier, and I've been talking about this in the past, um, being something that you always have to get right because it can be potentially dangerous, I imagine the following limitations. One product, one project within uh, my um, SaaS and a hundred links But instead of directly forwarding those permanent links to the targets, like I would do for a paid customer, I would show a page, like an intermediate page for 10 seconds and then automatically redirect people after, like like a countdown. I would put a link and some text on that intermediate page, like something that would say powered by permanent link. Um, That way people who would use the service for free would expose it to more potential customers and free tier customers would need to upgrade to get non-branded immediate redirection which the paid customers can choose or have by default, at least at this point. And the second feature, this upsell advertisement feature would work quite similarly. And here's where choice comes into play. Instead of showing a message about permanent link, like I would do with the free tier um, redirection, my customers could design their own messages, like their own upsell messages with text, images, links, maybe even videos in there. So imagine this workflow. As a reader, you click on a link to an article that the author referenced in an ebook. Then a browser opens, either on your computer or uh, on your reader, and displays a message saying, you'll be redirected to this article in 10 seconds. If you're interested in reading more on this topic, here's another book that the author recommends. Right? That reader would both see a message from the author and eventually get redirected to the link. And both of these things have been heavily suggested to me over the last couple of weeks, and I found them in in other products partially as well. But both of these features would introduce a new mechanic to my service. And right now, I'm really just using an HTTP redirection via status code. Right? When the browser requests a permanent link, they get a really small reply with a location header and the 301 or 302 HTTP code. It's extremely simple. And that would change once I implement delayed redirection, right? I would need to start hosting these intermediary pages somewhere and maybe even serve additional resources such as images and videos. Right now there's nothing, right? I'm just really sending a redirect. But that at that point, I would really need to send an actual website. Maybe this is not as much a problem for the free tier as I control the content there because it's my messaging. 
but it could mean a lot of trouble and complexity with customer created content because people could put as much as they want and whatever they want in there, unless I limit that. And beyond that, it would also add some complexity to the project's configuration and to the links configuration as customers might want to create per project messages and maybe even per link messages. Right? Imagine that somebody has specific links in their book where they want to send um, a particular message to the people who clicked it. So this would be something that I didn't anticipate when I first envisioned permanent link as a solution to my problem of dealing with link rot. I didn't think about like additional customer outreach or messaging or marketing. And I think that's the part I struggle with the most. The fact that this was not in my original vision. Nothing about this, about delayed redirection and the free tier um, with this kind of in-app advertising for my own product has anything to do with solving the core problem of my business. A delay in link forwarding is actually the opposite of what I set out to build. Right? I wanted to build a solution that instantly forwards a reader to the content that an author wants them to see. But link rot means that links stop working after a while, and permanent link is supposed to make sure they work as intended even when the original link is gone. And that's the core functionality that I had in mind. I consider adding a delay to the process a surprise to the reader, right? That's not necessarily a good thing, a positive, joyful surprise. Because when people click a link, they expect to go to a certain location. They don't necessarily expect an ad or an upsell opportunity for the author or, or some the message. They want to see the link they clicked. But of course, also, Allowing authors more control over how they engage with their readers can directly benefit them. And that's the, the other side that makes me even think about this. Because at this point, authors have no control over this process unless they build something complicated for themselves. So really, they, they have to set up their own system to do this, and then they have to build their own thing or have somebody code that up for them. And my solution is supposed to make this stuff easier. So having the choice of directly forwarding the link to customers or showing them a message would be a net gain in any case, either of them. And if serving my audience is at the core of my business, as it should be, then allowing them to build a better relationship with their readers and making more money of them is also a part of that. My original vision is a purely technical product, and that might have been too narrow at this point, which is why I'm considering this and why I'm thinking about it. But I still have this feeling of dread. Introducing this feature would require me to reposition my product from what I initially envisioned as an infrastructure product to a marketing product, or at least partially a marketing product. And in a way that makes it much clearer to authors, who I would assume, as they can see the there's actual sales coming from these forwarding pages. Right? This is much more obviously a worthwhile product because it's a straightforward value proposition, much more than links that work for other which is what I am currently saying, right? Right now it's really just about the links, but if I can turn this into like a marketing opportunity for authors, then the non-technical folks among my customer base would understand much clearer why this is such a good tool to use. And they would figure out as a long-term effect um, that the long-term quality of their book is impacted as well, but their direct income would be too if they had the opportunity to do some direct marketing. And the only real problem that keeps me from immediately jumping at this is that I have heard many, many people expanding on this. And they were mentioning the possibility of use, using some kind of method of tracking the reader in the software. And I'm 
very cautious with this because I want the whole business to be a privacy first business. So the product itself has to be a privacy first product as well. So I'm shying away from tracking individual sessions, like tracking people across um, the journey. In fact, as a reader myself, I would not want books to contain links that know who I am or for the author to have an easy time figuring this out because I don't want the author to know about my reading progress without my consent. If I can give the consent, maybe, depending on the author, I might, but they shouldn't know how slow or fast I'm reading. They shouldn't be able to track a reader throughout a book, maybe even across multiple books. As as much as that would allow for author insight, it comes at the expense of reader privacy. So I'm scared of even touching the subject of conversion tracking or retargeting with tracking pixels. That kind of stuff just feels wrong for me because it goes too far for a privacy first product. I had a chat with Danielle about this a couple nights ago and I shared my discomfort and she just suggested to take it slow. This pivot, if I were to implement this stuff, might be a bit too early because I even haven't explored permanent link fully yet beyond the few initial pilot projects that I'm looking at right now. And this allure of a new feature should not prevent me from validating the offer that I already have. I still have to update my book Zero to Sold with permanent links, which I'm currently doing, and which is what I wanted to happen in the first place because Zero to Sold was supposed to be the first book to be powered by the service. And if I don't do that, but continue on improving or changing the service, I will never have my reference book, right? So I need to do that first. And honestly, that leads me to the the biggest, let's call it entrepreneurial problem that I have. I'm just surrounded by a lot of encouragement and a lot of people who openly share their ideas and suggestions. And taking it in without immediately acting on it is super hard for me. I have several founders who I really admire, like people whose books I read, who inspired me on my own journey. They, they suggested amazing things. And I have to actively suppress the itch to go right ahead and build this stuff. Because I know that my business is mine to figure out. And I shouldn't be derailed by suggestions, no matter how well-intentioned and actually how good they are. The only person who can understand the full vision of my SaaS is me. And I learned this from... Um, yeah... The, the, my experience, right? The, the, the only person who can really understand the complexity of what you're working with is yourself. And even if you have experts around you, if you have consultants, they will only see some part of the picture. But you, as the founder of a business, you have the full picture and you have to have the full picture in your mind. And what I learned from this whole experience, honestly, is that my vision is not set in stone, but it has to make sense. And I've had this with Feedback Panda. I had this with prior projects. I didn't have that with some of the prior projects and most of them failed. When I didn't understand where stuff was going, when I just added things because it felt like it would maybe be a good idea, then the project derailed quite quickly. But it always has to make sense. And new information and new opportunities need to be taken into account. I just feel when stuff comes up, you have to deal with it. But you shouldn't be tempted to rush and change the product immediately. This kind of information should not immediately impact my own roadmap, but it should cause my internal roadmap to be adjusted eventually. So it's a, it's a, there's a fine difference between these kinds of things. But anything new that I learn shouldn't immediately make a difference, but it 
can potentially be an influence on where things are going. And when I look at this free tier and the upsell redirection through that lens, I see a path ahead of me. So this free tier is the easiest thing for me to build, right? I just have to, have to add another plan, but I don't have to build complicated storage or editing logic that would be required for custom content. I can kind of hard code it all in there. And it will also allow me to get more eyes on the software and talk to customers. Being a free tier, it will attract more people. And since the free tier will itself be severely limited in scope, I don't think I'll incur much additional cost to the project. It will still be the, the cost that I'm currently paying, which I think at this point, it's like 50 bucks for Heroku to host like um, two dinos there that are pretty stable and 50 bucks for the database. So the whole business essentially is 100 bucks a month, which for me as customer one or customer zero, I guess, uh, start counting with zero, is, the, is quite expensive for a tool that just hosts my links. But the moment I have four or five customers, eventually it's pretty much going to pay for itself. So I don't, I don't see that being a big problem. But um, what I do see as a problem with a free tier is that it, eventually customer service tools like Intercom will become quite expensive and quickly with free tier customers because they charge by the amount of active users. And if you have a couple hundred people who pay nothing, well, Intercom still sees them as active users and will charge you accordingly. So the people who are paying will have to make up for that. But hey, I can always turn off the free tier if I think it's becoming problematic. That's what happened to the folks at Biometrics when it caused a lot of financial and reputational damage to them. They just turn it off, right? So um, I can certainly learn a lot from this whole experience and just see where it goes. So I think I'm going to start with the free tier, maybe this week, maybe next week, just implement it because um, that's fairly easy and, and see where this link redirection with my own branding goes and what I what I will need to build with that. Because honestly, linking is easy, but building like websites that are supposed to work on, on Kindle readers and, and the Kindle Fire and the Nook and stuff, that, that's going to be very interesting. So I'll have to look into that. That is more an immediate thing that I want to do. And the upsell delayed forwarding feature will be something that I could just build later down the road. Functionally, it won't be that much different from the free tier because it's just a message that is shown in between. And I think I can work with my customers that I hopefully have at that point to find a solution that actually works for them and their workflow. Right? I can A-B test different formats of my Powered by Permanent Message even to see what kind of advertisements might perform better depending on the device that people read it on. And I know at this point, I don't have enough data or insight to build this feature fully with the whole UI and people's expectations. I don't really know. And I would need to figure this out, talk to people about it. And um, I'll just keep an eye on what I can provide to my customers to increase their value without decreasing their customer's value. I think this is very important because when it comes to privacy, there's multiple layers, right? My Customers have a certain regard for privacy, but they also need marketing to happen. They need sales to happen. So they might not be too interested in their own customer's privacy, but I am. The whole product is supposed to be privacy first for whoever is involved with it. And I feel features that are related to advertising are walking the line between privacy and value generation for my customers. And I just want to be careful not to build anything that will ultimately hurt my business because after all, permanent link is supposed to be something permanent. 
right? It's supposed to be a business that is going to last for a long, long time. And I will take it slow and validate as many of my assumptions and as much as I can along the way. So this is what's been keeping me thinking this week. And I think I'm just going to continue working on this. Um, very likely the free tier being the thing that I implement this week. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just going to continue talking to people about this and see if this is really something I want to do. The The whole thing about like shifting away from my initial vision was something that actually was super hard for me to overcome. I mean, I've been doing this a couple times in the past, but Honestly, having this initial idea of this infrastructure service at this point was so ingrained that I have a super tough time thinking about my product from a different angle, thinking about it as a pivot, right? Uh, moving towards a marketing tool, which is also an infrastructure tool, but provides different benefits. That was extremely hard for me to accept because... You know, like if you have your own business, you make those choices and you know what it's going to be. And if the potential of it turning into something completely different is scary because you've made up your mind about what it should be, then it takes a lot of energy to allow yourself to accept it for what it could be, not just for what it is right now. So I'll deal with that this week. Um, I would be extremely glad if you could help me with your perspective on this, because to me, this is almost a moral question, right? Do I want to focus on this being a privacy first product or do I want to focus on this to be a customer centric product? In some ways they are the same, but in very interesting ways, they are opposite things, right? What is good for my customers might not be good for their customers. And who do I want to serve eventually? Because I've been building this tool for authors, but I'm also a reader. So I'm also building this for readers. It's it's just a very complicated thing. And I would love to hear your opinion on this. Um, you can always reach out to me on Twitter um, and on, uh, yeah, just send an email to me at arvid at the bootstrapfounder.com. I think I'm, I'm just going to end the podcast here because uh, first off, I want to get back to work. And I think I still need some input on this. So Thank you so much for listening to the Bootstrap Founder podcast today. You can find me on Twitter, like I said, at Arvid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You can check out my blog, thebootstrapfounder.com. You can find my book, Zero to Sold, at zerotosoldbook.com. So please reach out to me if you have an opinion on this uh, on Twitter or send an email to arvid at thebootstrapfounder.com. And if you want to support me in the Bootstrap Founder podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. It'll help other founders and founders to be to find the podcast and learn more about starting, running, and selling their bootstrap businesses. Thank you so much for listening to me today and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.